Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Back here for more of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself to continue on with our conversation from last week's show where we were talking about cash flow and just kind of mastering retirement cash flow uh, and understanding changing expenses. So it was kind of part one. It's actually going to wind up probably being like a three or four part series uh, that we're going to end up doing on this. So uh, this is part two. So we kind of went through on part one, Phil, uh, the categories, right? So like the housing and the healthcare and the taxes, ways that that can shift to, uh, you know, the cash flow going one way or the other, either more right. or less, depending on uh, what changes are made in those individual categories. And of course, if you didn't check that out, go check that out, folks. You don't have to you know, necessarily watch that one or listen to that one uh, to understand this one, but it would certainly probably It'll help. It'll probably help. Yeah, It'll probably help. Yeah. That, so yeah. uh, so uh, on this one, Phil, I want to get into some other secondary questions based on those categories, right? So let's go through and talk about some assessments and stuff. And uh, before we jump into it, you doing all right this week? Everything good? Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Summer's in full swing. Summer's in full swing. We're, yeah. we're about ready to start hitting the road and camping. So, That's right. Did you get it all fixed? No, it's still in the shop. They're still, still in the shop? Parts. Oh, yeah. It's oh, geez. Supply chain know. issues? Yeah, supply chain issues, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're waiting on uh, some valves, some hydraulic valves. Uh, yes. Uh, the valves. Yes. There's a <laughs> yeah, valve shortage. The valves. Yeah. It's a valve yeah. shortage. It's, a yeah. valve shortage. Exactly. it's not a chip shortage. It's a valve shortage. That's right. Yeah. The chip shortage is gone. Now it's valves. Uh, all right. So let's jump in and talk about this a little bit. But uh, as you assess retirement expenses, like I said it, it, on the prior episode, uh, it can be helpful to break things into the must haves. And I think this probably applies to a lot of things in retirement, but or in life in general. The must haves and the nice to haves, right? So, um, you know, how do these needs wants typically work out for your clients? Are they universal? That kind of thing. So must haves. Well, okay. If you yeah. go back to our categories, housing, yeah. <laughs> kind of a must have, right? Yep. Uh, healthcare must have. What else? Yeah, I mean, there's, some ba- there's some basic must haves that are, are there, right? The housing, yeah. the healthcare, food and groceries, you know, transportation, Clothing. I mean, these are things you have. These are must-haves, right? It doesn't matter what happens in the yeah. world. And I need X amount of dollars a month just to survive. You know, if yeah. you want to think of it yeah. that way. This is my my base level of you know. If I'm doing absolutely nothing but just sitting at home, I got to pay the utilities. Yeah. I got to have a place to live. Got to eat something. Got to have some transportation. You know, here's the basics. And there's not a lot of wiggle room, more than likely in retirement, right. to, to change your cash flow in these categories. Right. So the must-haves are, are kind of locked in place. I mean, they're yeah. they're pretty fixed. They're not going to change much. Housing might be one of those that has some some change in it because of a mortgage. Yeah. You know, so I mean, if you have a mortgage now, I mean, it, depending on where you're at in that mortgage, it may drop off, right? Yeah. So that that's part of that strategy and understanding what that looks like. But other than that, I mean, generally they're pretty I mean, fixed. Right? You could turn your AC down, I suppose, and not run yeah, it as I mean, much, you, you know. Play but with it a little bit, but they're 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 pretty fixed. They're fairly and, set. And a lot of times, people will look at them, you know, these must-haves as kind of a base level. Hey, let's approach my base level of expenses differently. Of you know, maybe and we'll get into the income side later, but maybe I'll use guaranteed income to provide those right. because yeah. if everything goes sideways, I want to know that I've got enough to cover this, right? And this is yeah, I mean, my you know, substance of just retirement. So if some people like to get tight, like to break it down and look at it certain ways, I guess you could say, okay, well, I know our social securities, for example, is going to cover our must haves, must have, right? right? You, know? you know, or social security, and if you got a pension or yeah. Yeah. depending on what your must haves is, maybe you have some other guaranteed income annuities or whatever yeah. it is to, to help 
you know, boost that up a little bit. So, but must haves, there's kind of that base level of, Hey, this is absolutely what I need. But then beyond that, everyone's different, right? What is your must have? You know, some sure. people are going to say, Hey, my must have is I've got to have, you know, the 180 channels or whatever it is. And I've got to have, you know, <laughs> all these different things that my I wife's got to go get her pedicures done. Yeah. yeah. I've got to get the pedicures and the manicures, the hair, yeah. whatever, you know, I got to golf at least once a week. I mean, but if we're being, right, is, right. But, but if, if we're being honest, yeah, that's really more in the nice to haves, right? Usually that's the nice to have technically, but again, who wants to alter their lifestyle and go backwards? So if that's what you're, right. if that's been a kind of a must have while you're working and you've been able to afford to do that, then you want a retirement strategy that's going to let that maybe stay in the must haves. Uh, and then the nice to have, well, okay, that that could be things like yeah, more so tra be, extra yeah, travel. travel, right? Yeah. So your extra travel or, you know, just travel in general. I mean, it's going to be maybe those, you know, self cares, the pedicures, all that kind of stuff that, you know, if you can well, okay, wife, Phil. A, a have to have, it's a, you know, a nice to have. Well, maybe we could, maybe we could, <laughs> we could break it down this way for it. So it's a must have. Yeah. The pedicure is a must have for the basic. But if you get the hot stone massage, that's the, that's the, that's the uh, nice to have. That's what yeah, I'll not, tell you. the ladies in the group, but yeah, it's, it's or golf, right? You, or you golf, only get to do yeah, one whatever, round whatever, versus yeah, two. Whatever those, you know, those uh, extras are that you want to do no. in retirement. There you go. Yeah. The, so those are the, the, the nice to have. You got a little flexibility, right? I mean, Hey, it's yeah. not a good year in the market. We don't want to pull money out. We can maybe cut back on some of these things if you need to. That's a great you know, point. Whatever the case might be, you know, you, you can make some adjustments in this this category and you're still going to be OK. Right. Yeah. So you're yeah. still going to be fine in retirement. It's not like you're having to really tighten the belt. And to your point, you know, turn that air up. So we're not, you know, spending all the money on electricity or whatever. Right. Whatever you do to try to conserve as you, you get into retirement. Well, you know, let me extras. Let me ask you about that for a second because yeah. you mentioned like you know in a down market, for example, maybe cutting back a little bit on the on the nice to haves, right? right? So if you had a how, how many emails have we seen from people saying, "Hey, I was going to do this big trip, but the market kind of stunk in twenty two, right? So I put it off." Right. Or whatever. So is that where yeah. some flexibility could yeah, lie? I mean, you might have some flexibility. And again, it depends on how how your advisor or you have planned this out. Okay. I mean, personally, how we're looking at it is when we're mapping out expenses, I mean, if that's part of our budget, you know, we've already planned that you're going to spend 10 grand a year, whatever it is in travel, then we've mapped it out. We have money positioned in a soon bucket that having volatility right. in a market shouldn't really matter. You know, so for our clients that, that we're mapping this out for, volatility isn't going to matter as much. Okay. I know a lot of people will will do more of the, you know, the the floor, so to speak, where the floor, the must-haves is covered by guaranteed incomes. All the others, right. the nice-to-haves, you know, are from more market-based type activities. So okay. if, if that's your strategy, then, yeah, you might be making some adjustments in those nice-to-have categories when the market's down. Because, you know, if it's down 20%, well it's going to cost you 20% or long-term more than that Yeah, to, to do that this year, because you're selling something at a loss. To uh, right. Expense. Right. Okay. So, okay. And then that's gone and you're going to lose all the future growth on it. And that's important to factor that in, you know, yeah. when, when a down market happens and they're going to happen, if you're retired for 25 years, you're probably going to see one or two, right? Yeah. You're so. probably going to see three. Yeah. So, right. Know, it's a, depending on, you may not, we may not get 12 year bull runs on the regular. Yeah. So. That, that's not, not the average. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the next part of this category here. So yeah. besides the expenses we just covered, uh, what are some other factors to, that contribute to cash flow problems in retirement? So let's talk about a couple of the, it's not necessarily like a 
cat- category like housing, for example, right. this is something that's going to, these are some things that really can chip away uh, at them. So longevity. Yeah. I mean, longevity is, is one of the, one of those things we call a risk multiplier, right? right. I mean, it takes all the other risks you have in a plan. It just multiplies it because it, it has to last longer, right? Yeah. right? It, it, it expands this out even further. So they talk about all these different categories. I mean, the longer you live, if you've only planned to live till 85, yeah. Well, what happens if you live to 90 or 95 or 100? You know, you become yeah. part of those centurions. I mean, taxes what does that look like, you know? Right. Taxes, taxes. was our, our category yeah. before, our, you know, so if you, you know, you got taxes for 10 years, well, 20 years or, or 30 right, years, right? right. right? You yeah, got to keep paying. Yeah, they if don't let you stop you're paying. your house for that long, I mean, there's all these expenses, the repairs and things that might come up. I mean, there's medical. I mean, that, that's probably the bigger one in, in that longevity factor. I mean, unfortunately, living longer doesn't mean you're, you're necessarily living in the same uh mode so to speak yeah, at that yeah. age right i mean yeah. you might be spending more time in the doctor's offices or maybe even yeah. in the hospital or some kind of a long-term care yeah very true okay, so, so I mean, the, that yeah. longevity is a is a risk multiplier don't oh, yeah and, and this is one of those when, when you're planning out your plan don't underestimate longevity because it can make or break a plan you yeah know, and monitor along the way don't make a reasonable adjustment i mean i'm not saying everyone should plan to live to 110 Right. The RMD tables go to 120 today. So, you know, they think you're going to make it to 120, but that's a whole other, another discussion. A few people will, for sure. A few people will, but yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk about, well, it's a risk multiplier. So let's go into the other ones that are going to hit, like inflation. Inflation, Uh, Clearly, we've been hitting on that. So if you're talking about cash flow, again, from the standpoint of cash flow, right? How much was the hamburger that you got in high school versus how much is the hamburger you got last week? You know, the gallon of milk or the, you know, whatever the case is. So what's that going to be in 20 more years in your retirement in 20 more years? If you're doing, because some people feel we talk about this often, they they want to get into retirement so bad. They're close. They're just tired. I hate my job. What, whatever the thing is. Right. And it's like, well, if I change, if I cut back a little here and there, I can make it work, right? I can make the numbers work. And that might be fine. That's a short-sighted premise because that might be fine for the first year or two or even three of the retirement. But what happens in 20 years, right? With inflation and things. Yeah, and inflation is a compounding effect, right? Right. I mean, the, the higher the number, the quicker that growth happens negatively in this case. I mean, in you know, the compounding works great from an investment standpoint, sure. compound growth, but compound inflation, I mean, that that is a dramatic effect. So if that happens early in, in retirement, that could be a dramatic change in your plan long term. Yeah. And inflation hits these various categories differently. I mean, health mm. mm-hmm. is one of those pieces that, you know, healthcare is a it has a higher than average inflation. Um over time, right? right? right. Personally, yeah. when we're mapping it out, we map we, we map it out at twice what inflation is. Just yeah. it is, it, it is. It's been outpacing normal inflation for right. years. Yeah, you look at college. I mean, if that's part of your plan, thing. working for somebody younger, I mean, it's huge. It's crazy yeah. what that's gone up, you know? Um, travel and leisure. I mean, at the service industry this year, especially the last couple of years, is just getting mm-hmm. hammered. I mean, it's crazy what, the, what, what that's gone up. So- Cost of valve. Yeah, cost of valves. That's right. So yeah, I mean, you have to look at inflation as a whole. Make sure you're yeah. not 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 using it. That, that right. Negative there, but yeah. make sure you're assuming <laughs> you're not not using it. Yeah, make make sure you're assuming some inflation in the plan, and it's yeah. reasonable. You well, know, and then maybe look at some of these categories differently. Historically, how they've 
you know, compared to traditional CPI, if you want to think of it, inflation. Yeah. Okay. Or from a retiree, their basket of goods, typically what, you know, what you spend on as a retiree, what's that going to be for you? Yeah. Okay. So how about investment returns? So you talked a minute ago about the, in a down market and I said, well, maybe we make some changes to, you know, maybe we just, we put off a, a trip for another year or two until the market goes back up. But think about what a, a down market is going to be doing to your drawing on the income. Cause if you're pulling money from, an account and it's also down, you know, it's kind of a double dip. Yeah. Well, you get into that whole concept of sequence of returns and you know, right. we've talked about this before, but it's one of those, probably one of the biggest risks I, I see a, um, a retiree face is not planning for the concept of sequence of returns because how returns happen, how they get presented to us are different, right? I mean, we all get an average, you look at an investment, it tells you one, three, five, 10 years, look at your 401k statement, right? So what you average. But the reality is we don't get an average return. We experience a sequence. Some years we make money, other years we lose money. Mathematically, over time, we're going to have an average. Right. When we're saving for retirement, that average plays out as long as we're not touching the money. So averages work in general, you know, closer in retirement. It's, it's a better maybe assumption. Hmm. When you okay. get into the, the de, uh, decumulation, the spending side of the, the plan, totally different game, right? Because if you're spending from an account and it's losing value, yeah, that's that double negative effect you're going to have where you're spending, you know, something that's down 20%. So now you're selling more shares worth less money mm -hmm. to get the same dollar you needed. And, and maybe like in a year like this, it's a double negative or double whammy because now sure. It's down, you're spending more, but oh, that item also costs 10% more because of inflation. So That's like a triple wave. Yeah, now you're spending in a down market for even more. So mm -hmm. it it's, can't have a, a severe negative impact yeah. on the plan unless you plan for it. You know, where's that money coming from? Well, and so I'm going to finish off with asking you this one final question, but I got emergencies too, but I'm just going to kind of make this real quick because emergencies to me are, are like, it's in the longevity category, right? The longer around, the more emergencies could pop up, right? Whatever the case is. So we talk about emergency fund and you got to have some stuff there and that's going to affect your cash flow because if you have to pull money out of an emergency fund in order to pay for something that you just didn't expect, like you know, home repair or whatever that doesn't get covered by insurance, mm -hmm. And that's going to affect your cash flow as well. So ultimately, it comes back to this final question for me, I guess. How does the planning process that you go through, Phil, with your clients help manage and work through inevitably all these questions that we've touched on over the past two episodes, right? You, it's, yeah. You've got to have that strategy in place because if you don't, absolutely, this yeah, stuff's going to just wreck you. Yes. I mean, it starts with having a, a reasonable assumption of what is the expenses going to be? What are, you know, what does that look like? Don't underestimate it. You know, Start like I recommended, you know, here's what you're spending today, right? This is my net spend of my lifestyle today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some adjustments we talked about with housing and, you know, work and all the different pieces. Make sure you make those adjustments in there, but make a reasonable assumption of what that looks like at the various stages in retirement. Mm -hmm. Make sure you've built in inflation. Understand that, that cash flow, the outside of it. That's what we've been talking about the last couple of shows. The, the outflow side of the cash flow, you know, now... You've got a good assumption there. Now build the investment strategy around that. Okay. And I think this is where most people get um, 
I, I, they approach it the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like building a house. You don't go to Home Depot or Lowe's and just start throwing things into the cart. Oh, that looks interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, well, I want this. Maybe I mean, you may do that, but <laughs> you know, when you come back with all this basket of stuff, and now you got, right. I'm gonna build the house with this. Well, well it's you know, like the grocery well, store, it, right? Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. go to the grocery store hungry, hungry. yeah, you start throwing <laughs> stuff in here and you think, oh, I'm going to make lobster yogurt. When, how did that happen? Right? Why did I get all this? Stuff? Sure. Yeah, lobster exactly. yogurt. So start start with the end in mind, right? Build yeah, out. Okay. Here's, my, here's my expenses. This is what I need. You know, whatever okay. it is, if you want to build it between the must-haves and the nice-haves and, and maybe cover those differently. But if you have a good assumption there, now let's take the investments you have and make them work to make that happen. Yeah. Okay. So approach it expense first, have a good plan there. I mean, that's the base. You got to make sure this works. Now take your investments and build it around making that plan work. And then you stress test this, you know, here's what I have and I can spend 4%. I'm good. I don't have to plan anything. We're talking about based on that 4%. I'll just pull the 4%. I'm good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So then you take that, you've got that nucleus and you can stress test, stress test that for different scenarios. Right. and the key is allowing it to ebb and flow depending on what's happening in the economic environment. To your point, maybe four percent does work, but it may not work year over year. Works some years, other years. Yeah. So right. on, on average, it might work. Right. But yeah, you you have to have a base plan. You have to make sure it all works to begin with. Stress test it, and then don't set it and forget it. Right. Make sure yeah, you're no. looking at this each year. Where you at? Is your you know still are the expense assumptions correct, or do we need to tweak something there? <laughs> And if we tweak something there, what does that do to the long-term plan? You know, if you if you planned really close up front and you get into retirement and realize, oh man, you know, maybe I needed to make it a little bit more rich in, in the expense category. Well, maybe that doesn't work now. True. You know? yeah. So that that back to the point, make sure you've got good assumptions in the in the very beginning when you're setting this up. And don't plan to spend a zero at 85 because now yeah. you have absolutely no wiggle room. Yeah. Everything has to go just perfect for that you know, 20, 30 years of retirement, whatever it is for you. So. Yeah. And how do you make good assumptions when you don't do this on the regular? Well, yes. you talk to a professional, right? You talk to someone who does do this every day, who is a lot more comfortable making some of these assumptions and getting some of these general things put together and then taking your uniqueness and putting it into the plan because, you know, Phil's going to be different than I'm going to be different than Fred and yep. Jane and so on and so forth. Like a thumbprint. We all have one. They all look really similar, yeah. but they're yeah. absolutely different. Yeah. So, Get yourself onto the calendar. Have a conversation with a financial professional in your area. If uh, you'd like to work with Phil, you'd like to give Phil a call, you can talk to him on the phone uh, and have a chat with him that way. Obviously, he's servicing the Michigan area, but he's got clients all over the country. So uh, if you can do the virtual thing, you can do the phone thing, you can come in instead to the office and see him, but you got to reach out to him and let him know you need some help. So it's 248-888-7530. If you're not already working with him, 248-888-7530. The number's on the screen for those that are watching. You can stop by Phil's Tax House. Phil'sTaxHacks.com. If I can say that three times fast, Phil'sTaxHacks.com. That'll take you back to his main website as well. So lots of ways you can get in contact with him, but do yourself and your retirement a favor and have a conversation with a qualified financial professional, a fiduciary like Phil Putty. I'll see you next time. Uh, I don't know if we'll get right back into this next conversation next week, but we'll, we'll, we'll certainly break, we, break, but yeah, we, we might we'll have a week, week, but we'll get back to it talking about cash flow. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or YouTube, or all of them. And we'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? 
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.